The Bruins have are projected to have 4.6 million in deadline cap space. Um, they already shipped out David Backus. Well, like we waived him, but before the All Star break, like he was completely unclaimed. So I don't know what that means. He can report to I think AHL Providence, um, and if he does that, like we would save like a million dollars in cap space if we were to like resign him after waiving him. But to be completely honest with you, a Chris Kreider move is not completely out of the question. I don't know what to tell you. Because Krejci, Bergeron, Marchand, Krug, Chara, and Rask are trade protected, so you're not getting any of those guys. So I don't want them. I want Chris Kreider. I just what do you mean? That. What do you mean you wouldn't want like Brad Marchand or David or Patrice Bergeron? Okay, I you would. I want Patrice Bergeron. You would. Do I want Brad Marchand? No, I don't want the rat on my team. Yeah, but like that's that's production. I can't believe you would say that. Like. I think, Any New Yorker I, would say that. You said to yourself, New York's a tough market. As soon as the team does something they don't yeah, like, but, there will literally be yeah. riots. And New Yorkers would hate more than anything to have Brad Marchand on their team. But no GM would hate to have Brad Marchand on their team. Yeah, but every... GMs are building teams to win Stanley Cups. They don't, they're not looking at, oh, he's the rat, the public no. perception. They don't care. You're, you're They'll GM. care when they start rioting in the streets like they have done in Detroit. You'll see me rioting places. in Boston right now. Okay, but... What reason do you have to riot in Boston right now? Trading the best player of our generation for to uh, save money. This, this is not is a, a baseball. Podcast. This is not a baseball podcast, but I'm incensed, and I feel like it's I such know. big news that it should creep its way out. This is basically like I'll make a hockey comparison here. Okay, go for it. Who, this is the Bruins trading David Pasternak because they don't want to pay him. Like, what is that? A better comparison is trading Alex Ovechkin because they don't want to pay him. Well, I didn't want to compare Mookie Betts to Alex Ovechkin. I'll, maybe I'll say Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. This is the Oilers, right like, because, oh, it's a perfect example because they've got um, Dreisaitl, who's also going off this year, because there's kind of, like, a dynamic duo in Boston where it's, like, Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez. They signed J.D. Martinez earlier in the year, and they will be, like, Edmonton signing Dreisaitl, but saying, nah, screw you, Connor McDavid, we don't want to have you on our team, and we're going to trade you simply because we don't want to pay you. So you can understand why I'm a little incensed right now, and yes, why I'm I mad, and why I want to get on a bus to Boston and throw pennies at John Henry's window in, in his office at Fenway Park, because clearly he's broke. Clearly. But the Bruins are also, I mean, the Red Sox are also valued at $3.2 billion, so I guess we can't afford to pay a $12 million luxury tax. It, I, I mean... This is hockey podcast, so we'll get back to hockey. But Chris Kreider is going to be in the black and gold sooner than you know it, and you're going to be upset, and I'm going to be winning a Stanley Cup. Because I okay, because I mean, you look in the past. It was three years ago. It was like Rick Nash. Then I'm it was no, Charlie I'm not Coyle. looking in the past. I read his preseason projections and his stats for this year. He well exceeded. He is one of the few players who well exceeded his preseason projections. Which means it would be a mistake not to keep him this year. The Bruins just love taking out, Rangers players on, after the Rangers just don't have the success that they think they are going to have. So and and it works. But they have the success. They know it because 
Coach David Quinn said that having not having him in the lineup on Monday because he was injured was a huge hole in the lineup that Buchnevich could not fill. Yeah, but sometimes what the coach says doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, so it's gonna happen. So who do you want? I don't want anybody. You guys have you guys suck with defense, right? You guys suck on defense. Do you want terrible garbage? Matt, do you want Matt Grizzlick? solid defender? They said I, they would. You they, would probably want Jake DeBrusque. I honestly wouldn't want to do that. They said they would only trade for forwards. They said they want something similar to the Kevin Hayes deal, which was like a forward and I think like two conditional picks or one pick and then one conditional pick. But I feel like that's not addressing the need. It's not. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm offering you. I'm offering you but a I'm deal telling you that addresses happen, your need. But I'm gonna. T- but I'm telling you what's going. No, no. no let's play GM. No. Let's play GM. No. I'm Cam Neely. You're making Neely. me go on a rant about the wrong things. I'm Cam Neely. You're who's the GM of the Rangers? Um, he's the GM of the Knicks. Um, I forgot his name. I just read. All right, so I'm Cam Neely. My team's first in the Atlantic. Dolan, We're on fifty-two point fifty-five points, I believe. Where James Dolan, I think. Continue. James Dolan is the owner of the Knicks. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so he owns saying. the Rangers, too? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, he owns all of um, MSG yeah. Sport Group. Except the Rangers fans don't hate him. Yeah. Like, he does okay, better he in the hockey market than he does there. with the Knicks. <laughs> okay. But, okay, continue. So you're James Dolan. I'm sorry. I would never sit in a room with James Dolan because he's such a some, he's a scumbag. He sucks. Okay, continue. I'm Cam Neely, and I'm, I'm looking at my team is first in the Atlantic, second in the Eastern Conference on, like, what, 55 points? Correct me if I'm wrong. 76 points. Oh, I'm sorry. Even better. <laughs> um, gosh, I, I kind of lost You're track like of where we are in the season. You're, like, two We're almost 21 points in two time. weeks? Oh, wow. But, okay, so here's, here's what. I'm looking to make another push to the Stanley Cup. We come up short last year. Because Why? We oh signed our biggest our biggest deal at the deadline was Marcus Johansson. He was a great player, but that was never going to be enough to get this team over the hump. So now I'm looking at a player like Chris Kreider who, oh boy, that could finally be the guy. Rick Nash couldn't do it, but I'm thinking Chris Kreider can maybe do it. So I'm going to work out a deal. I have an abundance of young defensemen. I, but my issue is, see, is Cam Neely is Zidane Ochara's on his way out in, like, the next year or two. So I don't exactly want to give up my core defensemen, Tory Krug and Jake DeBrasso. They're two young, really promising defensemen. I want them. I love them. So I'm going to offer you Matt Grizzlick and Cash. Or draft picks. No, we have, all of our, we have all of our draft picks coming up in this draft. If you did, then they would take the deal because they want draft picks. We have draft picks. You want them? I personally don't want them, no. <laughs> do the Rangers want them? Yes, they do. We don't have our fourth rounder. I don't know what draft picks we have for the next three seasons, but we have them all, aside from a fourth rounder in 2020. But we have them all. So they can be yours for the small price of Chris Kreider. It's not a it's small It's a win-win. Price. No, it's, it's a not. win-win. The Bruins win a Stanley Cup, and the Rangers get to rebuild with draft picks. And you get a solid defenseman in Matt Grizzlick, which addresses an immediate need. This works. This is the deal that works. We don't need young defensemen. We need veteran defensemen because we have young Matt defensemen Grizzlick is, who don't know what the... Mm, I'll look up Matt Grizzlick's age. I don't think he's that huh. young. I will get back to you in a second. He's 26 years old. For a hot, for a player in the NHL, that's, uh, that's like six years experience. Six years in the league. That's not terrible. It's not terrible. Good player. Solid player. Can we move on from this? I don't like this conversation. Well, I'm just telling you what's going to happen. I'm and you're s- way too happy about it. Yes, because I love I love this time of the year because it's when I, the Bruins always make me believe that, yes, we're revamping, 
we're, we're going to be buyers of the deadline. And then your hopes are going to be crushed in the Stanley Cup final. At least again. I'm in the Stanley Cup. Oh, too far. Well, um, we'll move on. And yes, I have been recording this entire time. Good for I me. know you've been recording this entire we're time. We're about seven minutes deep into the podcast now, and I'm probably not going to edit it. And I'm just going to go into an intro. That's a great... Oh, no, that was a great little intro, and now we're just going to segue into the top of the podcast. I think I have you right on the verge of ranting, and that's what we have... Um, you know, at the top of our list. So maybe you just want to go off about your team for like five minutes, and then we can like, <laughs> oh, I'll get back into. I'll I'll reintroduce the podcast after you do that. So maybe you want to take the time to tell us how you feel about your team. No comment. Okay. We're three weeks away you from made the trade. Me angry. I've kind of already hit some of the talking points that we were going to make today. Yes. Um, we go Jackie Rant. Three weeks away from trade deadline. We're three weeks no, away. No, 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 no we're less than three that weeks was not away. My rant. But you'll get to it eventually. We just don't. We just won't. We just won't know. The suspense will build. You just do it whenever you feel like it. You you stop me. You stop me whenever you want. We're less than three weeks away from the trade deadline. Yes, we are. No, actually, we're like nineteen days. So twenty fourth. We're nineteen days away. Yes, we are. Deals are gonna start being made, and it's fun. It's great. They always the biggest deals always happen like literally at the deadline. Yes, it's a great day in sports. It's a very underrated no, day in it's sports. Not. No, well, not for teams who are selling. For teams who are buying, it's very, very fun. It's um, not fun for me. Because I'm watching my team that already is just... I don't... They're rebuilding. Do you think in the midst of all this, I, I go back to a point I made, I think, before we left on break? Maybe this was last week. But you have a goalie crisis. <clears throat> yes, I the do. The Blackhawks are clearing house. What do you I do when you have a young defense? I understand that you have Henrik Lundqvist, who's already a veteran, mm-hmm. but, I mean, you've already seen, like, you've gotten the most out of Lundqvist already. Yeah, we have. He's You said something like he hasn't had a shutout in the past two years. He had his first shutout against Detroit. That was um, on Saturday. That was his first shutout in two years. Okay. How old is he? Like, 36, 37? 36. Okay. That I was gonna suggest Corey Crawford, but he's thirty five years old, so maybe that's not the best. The route problem to. is they're not gonna trade him. Why not? He's a thirty five year old keeper on a team that's like they were team of the decade, but now they're because absolute garbage. Because he's gonna retire next year. He's gonna go out as a Ranger. That's what they're doing. I know that. Oh, you're talking Lundquist. Do. Oh yeah. Oh, I was cool. talking Corey Crawford. Oh, okay. Continue. Well, so I think we'll get traded. Mm-hmm. Um, he mm-hmm. might retire as well. Maybe he re- wants to retire at Blackhawk. I don't know, but that would not be yeah, wise of the Blackhawks to do that. Get what you can for a vet- for a veteran goalie. I wouldn't mind the Bruins doing this. When two Gara- say two Carrasco's down in the playoffs, I don't want Anton. Uh, no, uh, who is our? I don't want Yaro Halak in goal. <laughs> I don't want that. Are you sure about that? The one game, I, the only Bruins game I've ever seen, Yaro Halak gave up, like, six goals. <laughs> I don't, we don't want that. We don't want Yaro Halak as our, um, you know, emergency plan in goal if Tukaras was something were to happen. Well, the thing is, if And Tukaras has already been hurt a few times this year. I, I would like to see the Bruins, like, make a small, thing, subtle move for Corey Crawford. The thing is, if you play your cards right, then your backup just is, doesn't act as your backup. You can evenly distribute the game time between yes. both goalies. And the Bruins didn't do that correctly because they, they traded Antoine Hudobin. No, or did we let him walk? I don't know. But maybe his contract was up. If we still had Antoine Hudobin, I would be very, very confident going to the Stanley Cup about our goal, like our goalkeeping situation. But when Rask can't play, or if he needs a night off, when we get deep into the playoffs, it's an L. Like we're losing that night. We're just not, or or we need to score five goals to win, because Yarrow Holak is just that terrible. 
So you even went on a little rant today. A minor rant, but here's the thing: I'm not disgusted with my team at the moment. Um, I'm addressing a minor issue I that know I think could have been disgusted. Us. You were disgusted. Yesterday, I was a bit aggressive. A little bit. I will admit it. I was a bit aggressive. I didn't want to bring it up, but you're you were correct. You were a bit of you were a bit aggressive. Take your anger out on our fans, not no. me. No. Maybe we'll get to that later. I'd rather take my anger out on you because you annoy me anyway. So it just all piles up, piles up when you think about well, it. Well, I'm just a catalyst for action. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to make great content here, and I think you your bottled up anger for your team is great content. <laughs> oh yeah. So you know I'm trying to I'm trying to force it out of you a little bit, but I'm looking at other players who I think need to be moved at the deadline. Um, I still. I'm not convinced that there's one guy other than Chris Kreider who was for sure moving um, in the NHL. No, like there are definitely other players moving. It's just but that none that are you know deal like blockbuster yeah. deals. Although people also are talking about it because he is number one, he's a staple on the Rangers, and number two, he's one of the few veterans we have left who's good and who is playing actually better in this rebuild. Who no one saw coming. Like, Mark Stahl, like, I don't know what the... Like, they need to just get rid of Mark Stahl. This is the only thing I'll that every every Ranger fan can agree on, is that Mark Stahl is garbage. And he's been garbage for years, but somehow always makes it past, like, trade deadlines and always just seems to find his way on this team and get playing time. So if you want to take a garbage defenseman, you can have him. Well, you know who I want. Uh, you know who I think you should want. The 40-year-old defenseman Joe Thornton from the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> he just scored his 1,000th point yesterday. He did just actually. score his 1,000th point. And also on that team is Patrick Marlowe, Marlo, who's mm-hmm. sort of flying under the radar because he's not Joe Thornton and doesn't have that luscious beard. But he's a 40-year-old defenseman um, whose like, time is ticking and on his career, really. His contract's almost but up. But he's doing more than Zdeno Chara on the ice. No, for sure. I think Joe Thornton at this point in their careers are better than, is better than Zidane Chara. I mean, I call Z big useless. We know Z that. He is. I'd love to see Joe... Th- I, I think if you're looking for a better defenseman to help during this... I don't, I don't think Joe Thornton would be looking for, you know, kind of like a change of scenery this late in his career. Maybe he just retires and just says, mm-hmm. you know what, screw that. I'm not going out to mm-hmm. New York. But... And I don't think he'd want to join a team in his old age who's not contending for, you know, a Stanley Cup. Uh-huh. But you'd love to have... A, I think I the Bruins would love to have him. Uh, Bring him back. That would be a hell of a storyline. Joe Thornton returns to the bl- to the black I'm and just, gold. I'm just depressed. And wins his cup. The headlines would be ridiculous. Joe Thornton on the move. You heard it here first. You probably heard it elsewhere. <laughs> but it's all news to me. So Joe Thornton's going to be in the black and gold come February 21st. You, you can count it. 24th. I said 24th. You said 21st. No. You said 21st. Not going to get into it. Okay. We're going to continue on. Toronto needs a goalie. Yeah. What's the issue there, Jackie? The issue there is that the Rangers may be willing to give up Alexander Georgiev. Well, actually, Toronto made Georgiev an offer. So, they want him. Um, That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. My team makes me depressed. Extremely depressed. Because I watch, whether I watch, I've tested all theories. I'm an extremely um, superstitious person. So, like, I'll try watching, I'll try not watching. Like, I'll get up at random times, like, to do whatever and see maybe if they score or if they win and just nothing works. They just keep just losing just all the time. They won against Detroit. 
key word is Detroit, and it's just they let up for about ten minutes of the game, and then that costs them the game. Like they just don't play, and then that's just it. Like they're done. Like they had the game against the Stars. They were in the lead, and they could have done well. And I think the fact that they put in. Georgiev in the third period kind of messed up the momentum on the ice. I don't know if Lundqvist was hurt or they just wanted to take him out, but they're kind of babying him and it really irritates me because either like you put him in for the game and you let him do what he has to do or don't play him at all. Like make him the backup. Like it's just really irritating. And then it's also irritating that we can't make a pass and then not being able to make a pass leads to an Oh my god, leads to an interception which causes a shorthanded goal. And Pavel Buchnevich, I'm cons- I'm convinced, is bad luck. I used to love him. I went to the game I went to with Sean over break. He just played garbage. He shot at the crossbar twice, hit the post another time, almost cost the Rangers a goal against the Devils. He's just bad luck. And he's just not doing well. And the problem is he's the fill-in for Chris Kreider when he's injured. So if they trade him, he's the fill-in for Chris Kreider, and he is garbage right now. Like, cannot, like his team just cannot pass. The defense cannot pass within each other, and that's what causes problems. And there's a lot of other problems, like how we need to be consistent in their goaltending because it messes up the momentum. We also need to learn how to pass stick-to-stick because clearly we can't do that either. Nothing is just done right. So should Kreider get traded? No. Where do you... He's going to be traded. We know this for a fact. No. I knew Mookie Best was going to get traded. I lived with it. I didn't expect to get such a terrible, terrible package in return. You can so there's still hope for you. You don't have to be like me. You don't have to end up like this. I'm in the midst of the worst 24 hours of my life. Maybe even the Red Sox organization's 24 like worst 24 hours of their life. But there's still hope for you because you can still get a good package in return for Chris Kreider. And Chris Kreider is not the second best player in the league. No, but he's good. He's good, but he's not Mookie Betts. But here's the thing. There is a goalie in the league right now who's playing very, very good hockey. Oh, also, I was going to ask you. Should this is I was going to ask, but you sort of uh, interrupted me. Yikes. Should Chris Kreider get traded? Where do you see the Rangers at the end of the year? The end of the year? They're not making playoffs. Well, I know that, but it's I mean, just, just how bad are they going to be? How bad? Pro- I... <sighs> just how bad will it get? How many games are left in their schedule? Maybe like 25, 30? How many of those games do they win? So so far, we've played about 50, 55 games. We've played 50 games. So what's the math on that? 27 games left in the season? Yeah, about 27 games left. How many do you win? Eight? No, I don't think they're going to be that terrible. Maybe half. That's consistent with how they played this year. Now, if they get rid of Chris Kreider, you're telling me they're going to stay the same? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I'll give you ten like, minutes. A lot, a lot of things are dependent on that. But um, look at this. The only team in the NHL has that has a zero plus minus rating. Like, what the heck, man? Like, why are they like this? The, I, the, I would rather have a plus minus rating of, like, negative 100. I, I, like, why not tank at this point? Well, Detroit's is just... Well, they can't reach the bottom of the table, obviously. No. But. I don't think they're going to be the worst team in the league. I don't think they have no shot at being close to the best. They're just such a boring, irrelevant team, aren't they? They're not irrelevant. Tough, tough to they're run. a New York team. They will never be irrelevant. I don't know. I feel like... They're not irrelevant. You can't There's make any less storylines with a plus minus there is, zero. There is a difference between being bad and being irrelevant. The Cleveland Browns, they are bad. 
Are they irrelevant? No. They are irrelevant. They are relevant because they are so bad. That's what I'm saying. You're neither good nor bad, so you're just No, but you just said we're irrelevant. We're not irrelevant. Yeah, no, you're agreeing with me. You're making my point for me. You're saying the Cleveland Browns are so bad that they're not irrelevant. Yes. So irrelevant is middle of the pack, neither good nor bad, plus minus of zero. It also That's has irrelevant. to do with where you are in the country and how big of your fan base is. I just understand you're in a big market and like teams see the Rangers on their schedule and they kind of get like, oh no, we have to play the Rangers. But in all actuality, if you know hockey, it's just like, yes, we get to play the Rangers tonight. I like mean, they yeah. have a nationally tell, like they play Saturday afternoon against the Bruins on NBC. Oh my God. Better that we don't watch that. That's a prime time. Like that's nationally televised. It's not prime time, but it's nationally televised. televised. No, it's on NBC. It would have. It would get better ratings if they put it. If they played on a Wednesday night and they made it Wednesday night rivalry night and they started at eight o'clock. I don't know. I feel you're not good enough to be rival with us anymore. It's New York and Boston. It's Yankees. What are you on? It's not. What are you on? It's New York and Boston. Doesn't matter. It's exactly like I mean, people said like you would never say the Celtics and the Knicks are rivalry night. You ne- you just wouldn't say the Bruins. And- there are two original six teams. First off, one who's absolutely plummeted and one who's playing at like the best their organization's ever played. <laughs> I'm not saying it's an irrelevant game. I'm not saying your team's irrelevant, but actually I am. But I'm just saying you're having. You keep an irrelevant going back season. and forth. Can you make up your mind so I can argue with you or not? You're having an irrelevant season. Probably the most irrelevant season I've ever seen. We are not having an irrelevant season. You're probably exactly 500 with a plus minus of zero. We are not having an irrelevant season. What we are having is a rebuild. This is Which, not... if you listened to me at all last semester, I said I knew this was going to happen, and I knew they were never going to make the playoffs this season. Everybody with a brain knew that. But you're not... Okay. Take it easy there. But you're not good... You're not bad enough to get good draft picks, and you're not good enough to make the playoffs. We so are bad what... enough to get good draft picks. We got good draft picks, and where did that get us? Nowhere, because Capo Caco, who had a low preseason rating, rated under the preseason rating. He underperformed so far. We had low expectations for him in the beginning, and he... Low expectations, you drafted number two overall. Are you just saying your talent acquisition team is garbage? Maybe you should... No, what I'm just saying is that he needs to be in the AHL for a year or two. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, so if you're in a rebuild, then, what do you, why what are you, you forcing... What do you, what do you expect when you throw an 18-year-old kid in with 30-year-old men? So why are you doing that? If you're in a rebuild, like, make, like rebuild. Put That's him in what the, we're doing. Put him in the AHL, then. Let him develop. This is why I need to run this team. Rebuilds don't take half a season. I know that! That's what I just said! So why is Capo Caco on the team right now? I don't know! That's what I'm saying! Your team's a joke and they're irrelevant. Moving on. They're not irrelevant. There's a difference between being a joke and being irrelevant. We are just a joke. We're not irrelevant. You're not bad enough to be a joke. The thing is, like, you're, like, a decent team. You're a de- you beat the Caps, like, 4 nothing, like, 5 nothing this year. That was a fluke. You can clearly, like... That was like, a fluke. But you don't see the Fully Browns... Fully convinced that was be- a fluke. But you don't see the Browns beating the Chiefs by 30 points. Okay, like, Dartmouth also beat... Du- uh, Dartmouth also beat Cornell about two weeks ago in hockey. And you know where Dartmouth sits on the, in the ECAC ranking, rankings? They sit about third to last. I barely and even Cornell follow the NHL. First. Are you asking me if I follow college hockey? <laughs> I'm just saying... There are flukes in the schedule, and that's one of Cornell's three losses. So, yes, it's a fluke that the Capitals lost to the Rangers. I'm trying to convince you that your team's not that terrible, but you're just trying... No, you're not. You just keep going back and forth. Irrelevant is not as bad as... Everything I say, you're just saying the opposite. Irrelevant is not as bad as, like, terrible. Yes, it is. It's worse. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Irrelevant just means, like, you're... Like, you're... I'm saying... You already made my point for me. You said the Browns are so bad that they're not irrelevant because they're so bad. 
That is clearly worse than irrelevant. The Browns are relevant because they're terrible. I would rather be relevant and terrible than irrelevant and good. Or semi-good. You're just average. We're not average. We're below average. You know what average is? Average is Edmonton and Carolina and Vegas. We are way below average. This has run its course. (laughs) This has run its course. Do you want to continue with the headline? Maybe you just want to talk about Auntie Ranta. Because you could talk about him. You go. What do you mean? You've completely like I don't, my word means nothing on this podcast anymore. <laughs> Maybe I should just walk out the door. Because oh my god. What? I can't get a word in edgewise. Like So just, go talk about Auntie Ronda. I don't want to. You talk about him. <laughs> he made a save this week. It's your save of the week. Tell me about it. It's your save of the week. You're the one who's freaking out when you saw it. Because that's like a soccer save. So go talk about it. Have your soccer moment. Go. There's like one player in the history of soccer who was a goalie who used to actually save shots with his feet by going on a handstand and like hitting it like a scorpion would. Mm-hmm. And Auntie Ranta actually did that in a hockey game and I never thought I would see the day. And it was ridiculous. Like he full well knew what he was. It's not like he was just like got hit and his legs flew up in the air incidentally. He knew that the best way to cover his net while he was sprawled out on the ground was mm-hmm. to throw his feet up. And he made a phenomenal save on a wide-open net. And it's probably one of the best saves I've ever seen in my life. Not only did he save it, but he hit it, like, all the way back to the blue line. <laughs> like, he got some power on this kick, and, like, it was ridiculous. Do you have anything, anything to, to contribute to the Auntie Ronda? I have nothing You're to acting contribute. like it's absolutely meaningless and that it's not the coolest save you've ever seen. No, it was cool. It was cool. I've never seen anything like that in hockey. So tell your voice that. <laughs> no, it was really cool. We're scraping the bottom of the barrel you know, for Auntie, after this, you know, so let's talk about the save. You know, Auntie Ronda was the backup for the goalies for, for the Rangers for a while. Auntie Ronda, fun fact: I drafted him in fantasy this year, and he was getting me negative points per game, so I dropped him, <laughs> and then he goes and does this. But I added Jari. So it's all forgiven. No. <laughs> My team's 7-10 and 10 currently. Yeah, and, like, by the way, maybe I give an update at this point, because we're, like, 10 episodes in, and I haven't talked about my team since week, since episode one. We're doing all right. We have a playoff spot. We're 7-10, and 10, and for not updating your lineup, I feel like that's good. Not to mention, we have Connor McDavid and Patrick Kane, who are currently ranked in fantasy, the number one and number two forwards in the league. And we also have Panarin, I think, who's number four. And... Bergeron, who's kind of underperformed this year, but you know he's still finding ways to win games for the Bruins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But his impact goes far beyond the stat sheet. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I'll always tell you, but like about Patrice Bergeron, mm-hmm. like my my captain, my cat, like my assistant captain. <laughs> that's my assistant captain. That's my that's the that's the goat right there. But he still has like thirty assists and like fifteen goals. So you know it's classic like that's a classic good center, and like he's uh, he's old. Like, Bergeron's getting up there in age, so, you know, he's still producing for me. But my team is 7-10. and 10. Um, We made a huge um, switch at goalie, so now my goalie rotation is Braden Holtby and Tim Jari, um, who's having a great season. He's, I don't know, he was on waivers, so that tells me the rest of his, the rest of my league's not paying attention as well. Uh, because who really does pay attention to fantasy hockey? No one. I don't even do fantasy. I'm checking 17 weeks later. We're 7-10. and 10. My rotation, my goalie rotation is solidified now. We're ready to make a playoff push. We're healthy for the most part. I lost Tarasenko, which was a huge blow. Um, but, you know, like, you fill in. You, you pick and plug. 
and, you know, that's that's what that's what it comes to at the end of the season um, because, you know, legs are tired and guys are getting hurt and sometimes you just got to make the most with what you have. So we're doing that and we're 7-10. and 10. We're, on a th- we're on a three-week win streak. We were 4-10. and 10. We're climbing back up to 7-10. and 10. We creeps into a playoff spot this week, so stay tuned on updates with that. <laughs> um, the next headline is why can't hockey players hit a golf ball? Well, no, we you we're still going to talk about Auntie Ranta a little bit. You said you had nothing to say. No, he's the where's that dude from. You have to do that now. That's the thing. Don't forget about it. Where's he from? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so <laughs> I, I promised myself that from now on, I would guess Canada first pick just to get it out of the way. Because right. I know there's a high volume. I'm playing, like, it's playing my odds. Okay. But I'm so f- convinced that Auntie Ranta is not from Canada. Mm-hmm. That I'm not gonna waste a pick on it. Okay. Good decision. I'm not, you can't say anything. I know yeah. that. Um, so, if he's from Canada, I'm gonna jump out this window. <laughs> so first guess is I'm believe it or not I'm not gonna go Eastern European to start right off the bat. Okay. So, hockey. Where could he be from? Like, we're gonna go. I don't want to say Sweden. Mm, okay. You were going to say no, but then you switched to okay. Well, no, because I can't say anything. Shoot, this is difficult. What are some hockey places? <laughs> See? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to struggle with this one. What kind of name is Auntie? Like, is it is he Russian? No. Oh, man. That's a pick. Yeah, that's a pick. <laughs> um, And not all... Is he Swedish? No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. All right. We could dip well below 500 on the season <laughs> if we don't get this one right. I have no clue. Like, is he... Hmm. Wow. Is he Canadian? No. Ah, damn it. I knew it. I know. Like, I should have... I doubted myself, but, like... I just had a sneaky pick because I had no I had no other guesses. My next pick would have been like Norwegian. But Close. He's fi- from Finland. Finland. Oh, Finnish. Like wow. Finland. Finland always sneaks like passes my mind. Another fun fact: His nickname is the Scorpion King. Was <laughs> that coined like a, a day ago? I have no idea. Where he's been doing this his whole life, and I just don't know about it. He was undrafted. Uh, he was an undrafted free agent in 2013. That's when he first entered the league. And now he's making scorpion saves after you cut him. So, or traded him, whatever the Rangers did with him. We traded him to Arizona. Um, There's a terrible video out of, who's the hot, like, I mean. Um, I think it's JT Miller. It is JT Miller, and like, you're. Love that, man. You're a hockey player, for goodness sake, and you can't hit, like, Ovechkin, Ovechkin can't even hit a golf ball. Too. This is what we're talking about, and I don't hockey understand. Hockey and golf are different. Like, yes. It's good. JT Miller was the start of the week. So this is just I'm I'm sorry to be painting him in the, in this light. Oh, that's a perfect segue though. Currently, so good but job. but no 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 because I I want to speak on this because oh. I don't understand the disconnect because like as a bit like it's it's so like the hand eye coordination is so transferable. I feel like in this instance I understand a puck's bigger than a golf ball. I understand like the blade of a stake is bigger than the head of a golf club. But some of the swings these guys are taking on these balls, it's not like, oh, they whiffed. Like, it's just because, like, smaller objects, smaller target. Their swings look absolutely terrible. <laughs> and you'd think, like, oh, maybe they watched golf for once or twice on TV and they, they'd understand. Or maybe they would just take, like, a regular slap shot. That would look better than, like, trying to hit a golf ball. Now, I understand, like, hand placement on the club, like, on a 
golf club and on a hockey stick are much different. But you have to figure, like, the skills are somewhat transferable, especially to the point where, like, it shouldn't look as bad as it did on video. JT yeah, Miller looks it looked like, really bad on video. It, was, it looked so bad. He, uh, you just, he looked like, I don't know, he looked like, and like a... I don't know, like a music major. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that, but like, he just looked like such an unathletic. Like he looks like he's never seen a round ball object in his life, and I know that's not true. But poor JT Miller, and I would do. Where's he from? I'm guessing he's American, and like I feel like most Americans understand golf. JT Miller. To a certain extent, I understand that like if you're Ovechkin, who's like Ovechkin. Is, he is from America, actually. Where's Ovechkin from? Ovechkin's from Russia. Ovechkin is from Russia. Now, to my knowledge, there's not a lot of hockey in Russia. I mean, not a lot of golf in Russia. I was going to say. So I wouldn't, like, I can't blame him for not knowing how to golf. But JT Miller, like, I know you've watched, like, the Masters or something on TV once or twice. I've never watched the Masters. Have you ever watched the Masters? You didn't watch Tiger win? No. On the, like, okay. I feel like JT Miller, like a self-respecting athlete growing up in America, has at least seen golf or played golf once or twice before in his life, and to have a swing like that, I know I'm crucifying the guy, but like there's just really like I'm saying like there's no excuse for it, as if he needs like an excuse to be bad at golf, but it's just really really bad. <laughs> but he's somehow a star over the week. Yeah. I, I think it should have been ripped from him just because of this video coming out. Um, well, Stars of the Week, Leon Dreisaitl, who I've never heard of before. Dreisaitl? Yeah, I've never heard of him. I talked about him earlier in the podcast. Yeah, you I compared him with the Mookie Betts trade. Yes, you did. Leon Dreisaitl was having one hell of a year. He leads in the league with 83 points. Like, he leads in scoring, which is pretty awesome. Um, he's on an 11-game point streak and has eight points this week. He's ridiculous. Then there's Steven Stamkos, and the Lightning are making a comeback. Um, The Lightning are so hot. They kind of, like, thank God for the All-Star break. I thought it would, like, sort of cool them off a little bit, but no. (laughs) They're scaring the crap out of me. I just hope seeding-wise it protects the Bruins from playing the Lightning because the Lightning is the team everyone's written off, and I just hope when seeding comes out. They could be like the Capitals. Like, you know how the Capitals never made it past, like, like, second round of the playoffs? Do you think that's them? It could be them. could be them. They're going to come back with a vengeance. I had had them in my bracket winning last year. Mm-hmm. Had them winning, they tanked. Good thing I didn't put any money on it. They're probably gonna be matched up with like Columbus or something in the first round. Maybe the way the standings are right now. Oh no, they would play someone in the me- in the Metro, right? I keep forgetting it works like that. But maybe they put. It would be great if they played the Flyers. I'd love that so much. Um, actually, I get well, I, I that probably is no. That probably is the current matchup. Is that any, uh, now I'm thinking about it because the Flyers are the first wild card spot currently. Yeah. So they would play. Yeah. The fourth ranked team in yeah, I the think you're right. in the Atlantic, right? I think you're right. Oh. Uh, if everything I stays think. the same, I'd love that. <laughs> and then Steven Stamkos, uh, with five goals, uh, eight total points. Uh, but he's just always good, so I mean and then J T Miller, love him, ex Ranger, he was great. Vancouver Canucks. Oh maybe that may I'll let him off the hook a little bit because he's playing in Canada now. But still. JT Miller, he still had a great week. Yeah, he was on um, Tampa for a little bit. I remember. Um, but yeah, I was going to say something. Well, don't say that. <laughs> Three goals, four assists, seven points, a game-winning goal. Mm-hmm. Our third star of the week, which rounds out our oh, stars of the week. now I remember. You know who else is making a comeback? Pittsburgh. They've been on a comeback. 
like... They've kind of just been cooking. Yeah, that's concerning. I don't like that. I, I don't like Pittsburgh. I don't know. We've been playing the Pittsburgh well this year so far. They don't exactly concern me just because, like, they've, like... Phil Kessel's no longer, like... Phil I don't... Kessel. They don't exactly like Sydney it's not Crosby of it's not Malkin. it's not the Mark Andre Fleury days when like like you couldn't score and you couldn't stop their offense like yeah, I feel like but there's still Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby to worry about yeah like I'm just saying that for for whatever reason I understand the talent that they have on their team they're just not a scary team to me currently at the moment they're scary to me because they're second in the Metro. Yeah, but you have nothing to be scared about because you're not going to be playing in the playoffs because you're not going to be in the playoffs. This is a team I'm going to have to worry about is kind of like a dark horse, like, getting back up to the top. And But like I said, I'm not worried about them. Um, teams I'm worried about, to make a list of teams I'm worried about, are the Lightning. Um, who else in the East? I hate to say it, but I'm worried about the Flyers. I'd, I'd hate to play the Flyers at any point. Um, we wouldn't play the Capitals until probably the last round of the Eastern Conference finals and um those would be the three that i'm terrified of just because like we don't play them well historically especially in the playoffs so pittsburgh if we end up matched up with you maybe like i'm uh maybe i'm kind of you know whatever the hell the word is jinxing or something like that or i'm kind of you know some bad juju here but i wouldn't exactly mind having to play them in like the semifinal of the eastern conference or something like that Mm -hmm. but Maybe I should... It's like pick your poison. Yeah. And I would pick Pittsburgh if I had to play them, like, deep into the playoffs. That makes sense. That makes sense. And which is a great segue with Sidney Crosby into the top-selling jerseys of 2019-2020. He's still the top 20, which I feel at with the top-selling jersey, which I feel like if you have... If you don't have a Sidney Crosby jersey, it's like a Tom Brady jersey. If you don't have a Tom Brady jersey at this point, you're exactly. like... Exactly. Why are people why? still getting Sidney? Like, he's... Like, is he... Is his fan base still expanding? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It has to be selling a lot overseas, just because, like, he's the most well-known hockey player in America, so he has to, like, his overseas sales have to be ridiculous. But still, like, on the wholesale market, like, in China, the wholesale market, I'm surprised that countries outside of the U.S. would be buying real Sidney Crosby jerseys instead of getting fake ones from, like, DHgate or something like that. Yeah, I... Shout out DHgate, I get all my jerseys there, they're about 20 bucks a piece, they look real, they gave me my Patrice Bergeron jersey, paid only 25 bucks, standard uh, shipping, it got here in, like, less than a week. Uh, credit to them. Um, and it's a great jersey. I enjoy wearing it. I've also got my Mookie Betts jersey off that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have a jersey curse, by the way. Did you know that? I didn't know that, actually. I'll get tangential. I, the first jersey I think I ever got as a kid, all sports included, was a Rob Gronkowski jersey. Okay. Literally, like, two or three weeks after I got the jersey, he tears his ACL. <laughs> And he's out for, like, an extended period of time. <laughs> the second jersey I get is a Tom Brady jersey. The second I get the Tom Brady jersey, like, two, three weeks later, he tears his ACL. In, like, 2000... What, what year was it? 2012, maybe, I believe. 2012. Shout out Matt Castle for leading us to a 10-6 season. Somehow missing the playoffs. I don't get it still to this day. But that's the second jersey I ever get. The third jersey I ever get is a Brandon Cooks jersey when he was with the Saints... And I got it because he single-handedly won me my fantasy football league. He won me 120 bucks, big pool, winner-take-all. And um, so I got his jersey. Three, four weeks later, 
he gets traded, but he gets traded to the Patriots. So I thought that it kind of like reversed the curse, but still, I get his jersey, he gets traded immediately. So it's just like it, it's already just like a uh, it's a retrofitted jersey, like it's already a retro jersey, and he's not even on that team anymore. The next jersey I get is a Celtics Isaiah Thomas. At the end of that season, he gets traded to the Cavaliers for Kyrie Irving. The jersey I get after that is my Patrice Bergeron. And I'm still holding my breath on that one. I, he's here. Like, that's probably the safest jersey I've ever gotten. Yeah, he's here to stay, aside from the Tom Brady. Like, he's... Maybe in future years, if the Bruins really, really suck, they trade him at the deadline. But there's no reason to get rid of your core currently when they're in the midst of some of the best years of hockey um, that they've had in the century. So, holding on to hope for him. The curse hasn't hit Bergeron yet. And then, of course, the jersey I get last year after the Red Sox win the 2018 World Series, um, Mookie, Mookie Betts gets traded in the... Off season in the following off season, so I have a jersey curse. If I get your jersey, it's kind of like the Drake curse. But if I get your jersey, something big, some there's a life altering event happening in your career within you know the next like six months. Both of the jerseys I have, they're both traded. Which is why I still call Patrice Bergeron the goat, just because he's been able to, like there are some greats. I've named some greats. Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Mookie Betts, these are some greats, these are like Boston greats, and somehow Patrice Bergeron has withstood the curse. <laughs> so he's the goat for Hockey's that. Hockey's different, man. He's the goat for that. Both of the jerseys I have, both the players were traded. I have Matt Zuccarello and Ryan McDonough, and mm. they were both traded within like the same year. I was kind of mad about that. Anyway, Patrice Bergeron is the fifth top-selling jersey in 2019-2020. He's consistently been on this list. He's a fan favorite in a big market, in a successful market, so why yeah, wouldn't he be? Yeah, that makes sense. Vladimir Tarasenko also makes sense at second. Just won a yeah, just won a Stanley just won a Cup. Cup. And player. he was he was one of the best forwards get, last season. Yeah. He gets league. hurt, so that kind of like you know his name's in headlines, and people are like, "Oh man, Vladimir Tarasenko, we're behind you. We're gonna well, get no, your jersey." No, but that's all. That's all broadcasters. He was all broadcasters were talking about during the Cup. Yeah, like he was. And then there's not to mention it's like I think it's one of the filthiest names in hockey. Yeah. That's such a sick name, <laughs> Vladimir Tarasenko. Oh my gosh! I would love to have that jersey if he didn't screw us in the cup. Vladislav Nemestikov. Even better. Um, <laughs> some of the Russian names in the league that like just start with Vlad and then end in Kov or <laughs> Stanko are just like ridiculously <laughs> sick jerseys. He's also a dope number ninety one. And yeah. the Bruins and the Blues are a nice sweater, not to mention like they're a nice yeah. sweater. I, I pay respect to their their sweater. Mm-hmm. Ovechkin obviously still in the list, number three. Connor McDavid number four. No surprise there. And Austin Matthews, the young gun for the Maple Leafs, coming in at number he six. He hasn't really done much, though. He hasn't done much, but there was so much hype surrounding him oh, leading so up to the season. Oh, so much. I remember when his first game in the NHL. But, yeah, people couldn't wait to get his jersey. Yeah. Number seven leads us to Mark, Mark Andre Fleury. Still a fan favorite. Still one of the coolest names in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're playing hockey and your last name's Fleury, like, wow. <laughs> it's just a perfectly fitting name. Also, he went to Vegas, so... Yeah, the Vegas Knights have a cool sweater, too. They also are getting a pretty big fan base. Also, but, like, here's my thing with the Vegas sweater. It still sort of seems like a, um... It's gimmicky. It's Vegas. It is gimmicky. That's, that's, I couldn't have said it any better myself. It's Vegas. Vegas is gimmicky. Have they're you black, seen gold, they, and red. Have like, you seen so, what they it's do? It's so casino. Have you it's, seen what they do before games? Like, their whole yeah. pregame thing? It takes an extra ten minutes. Like, puck drops at seven. No, it doesn't. It drops at 720. Like, it's yeah. gimmicky. It's The Vegas. jersey itself, I think, is kind of disgusting, and it's sort of like... It is kind of disgusting, but it's gimmicky. It's Vegas. Mm-hmm. And then number eight, um, the second GOAT of all time. You just said goat the goat of all, of all time. time. I know, I realized I said that. But the second <laughs> goat 
um, who you, for some reason, used to like... I, I remember at the beginning of the show when we started this podcast, for some reason, you had something against Tyler Sagan. No, I don't. You said he, like, I was telling you, I was trying to hype up how good he was, especially when he was on the Bruins, and now he's still good on the Stars, and you were like, oh, he's on the Stars now, his career kind of fell off, he's not that good anymore. When did I say but that? he's still stuck, so, like, we can Whatever. go back into the archives. I don't want to go back. Whatever. We can go back in the archives. Whatever. <laughs> but here he is on number eight, also number 91. Number sells. Pat Kane, still. People are just getting their Pat Kane jerseys before he's out of there. Um, it's the end of an era for the Blackhawks, and... Um, He's the one that's really just, like, withstood the test of time for them. Yeah. So, you know, credit to him for still, like, playing at an elite level and yeah. still being that dude. So the Blackhawks show support for him. And then number 10, you and I were kind of just both like, who? But it's Jamie Benn, the captain the of the captain Stars. The captain of the Stars. Um, well, Dallas why? is kind of relevant this year because they're kind of good. They played the Winter Classic. They did. I wonder if these, like, these are their greens, so you know, they they're not the their winter classic. Yeah. They, they probably are they in a separate be. category. Probably. And they probably don't sell that much. But he's number 10 on the top selling jerseys mm-hmm. 2019-2020, so. Yeah. Good for him. Good uh, probably, I, he probably deserves it. I don't know. I can't, <laughs> I'm not going to speak on the man just because I've never seen him play hockey. Well, I, I have because I watched the Winter Classic, but I still had no idea who he was. Did you so. watch the Winter Classic? I did watch the Winter Classic. It was a good game. We had an yeah, ejection within, like, the first, like, yeah, five minutes. Yeah, within the first, yeah. And that was, like, a five-minute major, and I think yeah. saw who they played. They played the Predators. Yeah, they played the Predators. The Predators scored, I think. And then, like, the Stars sort of started to come back, if I'm recapping Predators correctly. Predators coach was fired, like, a week later. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas is very well. They're eighth in the league right now. They're up there. Good for Dallas. They'll be Good a playoff team. And, oh, yeah. um, sort of, uh, sneaking into our itinerary for what we were going to talk about this week is... Probably the best goal celebration of all time. <laughs> um, you can talk about the finish. You can talk about the, just the hor- like horrific goalkeeping here. I mean, to get beat low, close side uh, on a like he kind of scuffs this one. It, it's just like a horrific Are you attempt about at a what save. I just sent you? Yeah, it, but it's cute. It's a kid. Like... The kid pimped it out. <laughs> Goalie needs to be better. That's irrelevant. I'm gonna critique everything about this video, but the celebration's fantastic. He slides a good. Five to ten feet, and strikes up one hell of a pose. <laughs> he sort of uh, like the, he sort of face plants a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, and then goal of the week. We have a little. I oh, I, I watched. I totally it. forgot that we were going to talk I about watched, this. this is okay, great. so I rewatched um, Corey Perry's um, assist. Assist, and I I agree. I'm changing from Matt Barzal. Oh no! Um, so we don't have. Yeah so, no. So so we we're agree. not gonna have our agree to disagree no, segment this because week. Because I actually agree. We're we gonna come back to, next we week with us. We argued a lot. We argued today a lot already. today. We're done. Um, Goal of the week is from the Stars against the Islanders. Barzal went tweener and like it was a, a sick wrist between the legs and you know mm-hmm. it was a great goal but still like when I look at the quality of a goal, hockey's one of the like is the only sport where you can have like two assists on one goal. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a reason for that, and I think because, you know, just puck movement and, you know, passing yeah. and precision is so important in the build-up to a goal mm-hmm. that the finish is not the only thing I look for when I'm critiquing a goal of the week. Barzal got a rebound or something like that. He did. He was the right place, right time, and he just so happened to put it between the legs. Nate Perry's pass. Yeah, that was a good No look, backhand pass. across the crease yeah. to a wide-open... I don't even remember his name because I'm only concerned with the assist. The assist is what makes the goal. It was a snipe into, like, a wide-open net, though. But Dennis Gurionov. I gotta have a pronunciation there. <laughs> I'll get I'll get a name. Dennis Gurionov. I don't 
Yeah, you just said the same thing I did. You, you just have to say it with confidence. You may or may not be right. You just got to say it with I, confidence. But yeah. Corey Perry, one hell of an assist, earns the two of them the goal of the week, then the play of the night. So um, I'm not sure where that's going to stack up against the rest because we're going to have like our goal for the season finale mm-hmm. uh, show whenever it's time for us to shut down the podcast for the summer. But, um, you know, I think that's a great way to end the show because that was just a filthy pass. And you got to pay respect to the, to the assist sometimes. And I love that the fact that there's two assists in hockey. Mm-hmm. to assess because you know it's a thing of beauty when a goal is scored and you gotta appreciate the entire build up yeah that's about all the time we have this week that's about all we have prepared for you guys it's sort of uh, we're coming back from the all star break and things are slowly starting to pick back up we're gonna have more to talk about as we get closer to the trade deadline and things intensify we had a lot to talk about we had some good of. stuff to talk about today but it's gonna be an exciting time on the podcast when these moves start to be made and there's gonna be a lot to discuss so stay tuned in the coming weeks because we're gonna have some great content for you so Everyone take care and see you next week. Felt like nothing could stop us. Sunsets, remember the colors. They were wrong. It was way more than a dream. We climbed up over the hillside. So right, we stood there all To your own life Not living in the past We're over that I'm feeling it tonight Riding on the dizzying heights